The fact that your kid is coming to a Shabbos meal is unbelievable. Okay? He says, your Shabbos meal is so boring. You tell him, you know, you're right. What can we do? Let's come up with five ideas to spice up the Shabbos meal. Because we don't want it to be boring. We want him to be there. We want him to be happy. So we tell him, what would you like? Okay? What do you serve? We have kids who don't want Jew food. Right? I don't want Jew food. The filter fish makes them go crazy. For some kids, right? Okay? So we have parents that literally, they serve different food. And the kid is at the table. What's more important? Okay? If you give a, a beautiful 30-minute drusha, and, and by the end, you, your kid is hanging himself, you know what I'm saying? That's not going to work. In front of kips, we don't do that. In front of kips, if you're going to say Torah at the table, if I give you permission, together with your Das Torah, that you should say Torah at the table, which you need permission for. If you're at that stage, it's going to be the Torah that I teach you, the stories of, of, of believing in kids and not judging people, and all the beautiful part of Yiddishkeit that's going to show them, wow, because unfortunately, they think nabuch nabuch what they say about Yiddishkeit. They had bad experience. And you want to teach them the beauty, the great stories. That you could say at the Shabbos table. Right? You say a story of the Chazanish. You say so many beautiful stories. We have thousands of stories out there that show how the G'daylem and Taira and Das Taira loves every single Jew. Right? Without, don't make them feel uncomfortable. Don't make them feel guilty. Short, easy stuff. Right? Halavai, they're at the place you take out and I am selling, pushing my book, GPS. Because that's why I wrote it. And you could say, you know what? You could do a page of GPS. Every page makes you feel good. Tells you the value of your neshama that never gets destroyed. How much Hashem loves you. Going through difficulty. You could read the jokes, the stories. If you're up to that thing. But when your kid is complaining about something, listen. Listen. Do you want them to say... I, I grew up hating the Shabbos table. It's so boring. Now, I don't know you, so don't take it personally. Maybe it's not boring. Maybe you have people juggling fire. You know, Shabbos fire. You know, maybe I don't know what you have. going. Or maybe it is boring. Maybe it's a wake-up call that, hey, we got to get some puppets, and I don't know, we got to figure out how to make it not boring. So, number one, if it's really boring, make it not boring. And if it's not boring, but to him it's boring, make it to him not boring. Okay, and no criticism and no arguing and fun, 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 fun. Make it fun. Halavai, I'm telling you, everybody else in the room is jealous that your kid is at the Shabbos table. So he's there. If they're there, right? We just draw them in, draw them in, draw them in. The food that he likes, he should look forward to Shabbos because I get whatever that food is. It's probably not herring. Hmm. Right? A lot of our kids like Chinese food. So what? So Friday night, sushi boats. Friday night. He started serving Chinese food. And look at him. He is not Chinese. <laughs> Just to be clear. Okay? You would be the tallest person in China. First of all, he's the very tallest chassid I've ever seen. But you, in China, you would be the star of the basketball team. Okay? Yeah. We just serve. Give the food. Okay. Basa vidagim. What's yeah, Right, what people like. You yourself, you could have your basar v'dagim, but you give them the v'chamatamim. The main thing is to have the kids there, having a good time, and good memories. It should be a place which is safe, and a place where everybody has a good time. And of course, if you have other kids, you have to work that out also. A lot of kips only come after the Jewish part. So you do the kiddish, you do the hamaytzi, right? And then they come in for the thing. 
you know, sings mirrors. You know, you could do it afterwards. After they finish and they go upstairs to watch TV or wherever they go, then you take out his mirrors and you could sing as much as you want and you can do whatever you want. We don't, we're not marachik. We're not marachik. You could take out your herring. You could take out your gala. You could take out your, 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 all the Jew food. All the Jew food comes out afterwards. And then you take out his mirrors and you sing if you sing kariba and you don't have to, you know. And remember the story of the Chavetz Chaim. This is such a beautiful story. I love saying it over. It's hard to believe. Rebleib Chasman was a, a big Gadol Adar. He was a Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim. And he traveled to Raden to go to his Rebbe, to go to the Rashke Bahag, the Chavetz Chaim. Comes to the Chavetz Chaim's table, Friday night. He starts right away. Yoy Mashishi, Skip Shalom Aleichem, Skipped everything. Serves the fish, the challah, the fish, and then the Chavetz Chaim saying Shalom Aleichem. So he asked the Chavetz Chaim, Ilam Deinu Rabbeinu, please teach me what happened. Chavetz Chaim said, I was concerned that after traveling a whole day, that you're going to be hungry. And I don't want you to be hungry. He says, the Malachim Einam Re'evim. Angels don't get hungry. They could wait for their song. Chavetz Chaim. He wrote the book. He knew the halacha. He wrote, actually wrote Mishnah Brewer. And he said, the angel, he, I'm concerned. And he wasn't, this wasn't an, a sick person. And it wasn't an old person. And it wasn't off the derech person. And it wasn't a little kid. It was a healthy Rebleib Chasman, future God Adar. Rebleib Chasman. And he was probably very excited, I would say, to hear the Shalom Aleichem of, of the Chavetz Chaim. Probably by him this would be amazing. But you'll get it. You'll get it later. But you're, physically also you need food. I was worried that you're tired from traveling and you're hungry. Malachim enum re'evim. Can you imagine if we would do this? We have guests. Some people, it takes an hour and a half. People are dying, fainting. People are on IV. He says the angels don't, angels don't get hungry. They can wait for this song. Beautiful. So I think that we can apply this. And again, if it's a halacha question, ashkafa question, ask your rav, discuss it with your rav. We have a situation. We're trying to bring in a kip. We're trying to save a life. We want to make the table exciting. We had a father that said, a, a, a shulchan Shabbos is a mizbeach. It's true. And there's no dvarim betelim. You're not supposed to have dvarim betelim. Also true. So he didn't let any dvarim betelim. And he had in his Shabbos table no dvarim betelim. And no kids. And he was like, what? They were the Karbanis. He said it's a Shulchan is a Mizbech, and he sacrificed his kids. Taka, his Shabbos table became a Mizbech. He sacrificed his kids, because every time a kid, he would blow up and get angry. Oh, anger is okay. It's Kilo because So anger is okay, but the kid's talking about a haircut or something. He said, Dvarbatalim! It's a guarantee, like the absolute worst in the world. Pretty much all your kids are going to either be psychotic, off the derech, or both, or just be very horrible people. Because you just can't raise kids like that. And G'daylum don't do that. They don't do them. So make it interesting. Shabbos table cannot be boring. This is even for regular kids. You have to play the games, and you have to have the puppets, and you have to become expert storytellers and keeping it interesting and it's got to be fun and and yeah there's sometimes a balance where it's out of bounds a little bit and you have to know even with regular kids you need hadracha on how to keep it fun and exciting no falling asleep at the table dads can't do that you know 
the story, Repesa Krohn says that this kid, he was the Shabbos Tati in uh, pre-1A, right? <laughs> you know, so he comes, he gets the kittel, you know, the white shirt, you know, like looks like a whole long dress. And he goes and he, the teacher called up the parents to say what happened. He said he put on the hat and he got the cup and he said, Oh, yeah, bichkahat ashveravach. Oh, did I have a, t- a hard week? That's what he thinks Shabbos Tati is. And then he goes, You gotta take a nap beforehand. You gotta make it exciting and fun. We are all salesmen. You're selling it. I had a kid in Home Sweet Home. He said, My father never lasted past the soup. You always got angry at something, always got frustrated at someone, always arguing. And they say, look at this horrible religion. Not only you can't do anything, everybody's fighting at each other with each other. So you got to learn how to do the right thing. Now that's for regular kids. You throw a kip into the room, now we're a hospital. Now we're a Kirov center. Nobody can be Makar of your kids like you. And if they're not at your Shabbos table, like famous story, parents that were here, and they made the critical mistake that so many people made. The kid came to the Shabbos table as he started the unraveling process, and it's so painful. And he came not dressed properly. Father said, That's the way you come to the Shabbos table? So the father thought that there were two choices. He's going to come like this to the Shabbos table, or he's going to go get dressed properly and come to the Shabbos table. He didn't realize those were not the two choices. The choices was he's going to come in his underwear, pajamas or whatever to the Shabbos table, or he ain't coming to the Shabbos table. So that was it. The kid stopped coming to the Shabbos table. I'd rather have a kid in his underwear. I'm talking about a regular kid wouldn't do this. A healthy kid knows. This kid himself knew three years ago how to dress, and he came in a suit or a chassidim or a gartel. He did all of that. Now he's going through a crisis, and he's coming in his underwear, or he's coming not whatever. Welcome him. Welcome him, and then he will once again end up in five years or ten years looking like you wanted him to look or as getting the best out of the situation. It could be he won't look like you want him to look. could be he'll look like one of my kids. What could you do? Maybe he won't put on a gartel. Maybe he will put on a gartel. Maybe he won't. But you'll get the best. Now we're doing kirov. Now we're doing full-fledged kirov. You never make someone feel uncomfortable, and it's so easy when it's not your kid. When it's not your kid. And a guest comes. You're ever going to say, your, your Chabad center is not going to be open that long. You're not going to be Makar of anybody. That's the way you come dressed in my house. Right? First rule of Kirov is don't do that. You smile. It starts with a smile. Happy to see you. Great to see you. And you know what it ends with? The same smile. And in between, if they're not allergic, because they're not from, so you could throw in and he'll be interested. Oh, what do you do here? You wash? Oh, can I get, you know, the guys that, the, the men, they ask, when they start, they ask for a ring to put in their mouth. When they wash their hands, they also want a ring because I don't have one. You know, they think that, it's all the women putting the ring in their mouth. So they think you need a ring, that's part of the ritual. We have some crazy rituals, so it wouldn't be too surprising that if the halacha was that while you wash your hands, you have to have a ring in your mouth. Let, we're all like, oh, that's stupid. Really? Dipping your your bread in some salt is not. I'm, I'm not saying it's stupid. I'm saying is we do some weird stuff. Dumb svardeya, right? Right? Okay, for the drippies. Okay. Anyway, bottom line is that's the bottom line. We're doing kirov. So if they come to the Shabbos table, you smile and you're happy that they're there. Now, when does kirov start? Earlier, earlier than we apply kirov. We're all starting too late. As soon as there's already a 
a, a sign and you see there's a rebel, you see that twinkle in the eye, don't fight. You see, you know, the kid knew by his bar mitzvah had a dress in 14 and he hits 15, 16. Get hadracha, get hadracha. But the Shabbos table has to be the focus of Jewish life. Has to be the place that everybody feels is there's something beautiful happening. And it's not like the storybook. And you know who knows that? Bali Tshuva. Bali Tshuva say, I don't know, I looked at this book, Shabbat, and everybody is there and it's serene and all the boys are sitting on the chair and all the girls, they all look like the mother and the boys look like the father and everything is, everything is so beautiful. Yeah, it's called a picture. Okay, that's not what any Shabbos table ever actually looks like. There's people getting up and kids fighting and kicking and, and, and the stuff happens. And you have to learn how to navigate that and there should be classes. There should be, there should be classes and there should be instruction manuals given out for, for parents, especially the fathers, and there should be drugs given out to the fathers to be able to survive this with a smile on your face and without, without killing anybody or pushing them. It's very tough, but you gotta do it. You gotta do it. And when a kip is involved, you know what to do. So happy to see you. Wow. What can I get for you? What can I get for you? Look at the, the beautiful video of Rupshlam of, 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 of Revolba. I don't know if it's true 100% or not, doesn't matter. It's a great video. Right? Why ruin a movie with the facts? You smile at him. Great to see you. I'm so happy when you're here. And don't do anything that makes them leave or makes them feel uncomfortable. Over time, you'll see more and more clothing starts to come up, start to get more appropriate. All of a sudden, they start to mature, start to dress differently. But as a Sashem by everybody.